Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to episode 477 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? Fucking fantastic. This beautiful no football week. If it was any better, it'd be illegal. Well, I think you know it's amazing. There was football. More amazing than Glenn. Than, than Glenn. Well, you know, yeah, arguable. Yeah, okay. Oh, Thor.gif. Um, <laughs> but the fact that there's no football and and my team goes up a place on the ladder, that shit's fucking great. If only every week was like that. <laughs> now, um, you got boys got anything you want to report beforehand? This this is what we're going to do this week. We've got the obviously Origin uh, deciders on Wednesday night, so that messes around with the, the schedule a little bit. So we're going to do the Round 17 recap episode tonight, as always. We'll take a look at the Origin as well. We will. And then we are going to do uh, at least, at the very least, the second half of Origin Memberside uh, on, on Wednesday night. And then we will do the match previews and the Origin recap on Thursday of this week. Mm. Sound good? Yep. Yeah, awesome. Fuck. Okay. Get it? Got it? Good. What, Glenny? What? I said, I heard, all I heard is surly shit starting to come out of your mouth. I said, yeah, fuck it. That's all I said. It was no, a that was a Toowoomba oh, okay. celebration. <laughs> oh, look, hey, hey, Glenny, I forgot to send you the photo today. I took a selfie with the digger and it had the sticker on it that said, Love your digger. I've got two diggers in my backyard as we speak. It's fucking, it's amazing. I'm pra- I'm actually in the MI. I'm probably more in the MI than you ever been. You're a fucking piece of shit, mate. How many diggers you got at your house? How many diggers you got at your house, Glenny? Zero. I know the zero. answer zero. How many, I got, I got how many diggers. diggers do you have at your workplace? One. And how much oh ground did it break God. today? Sorry? How much dirt did it move? Well, how much digging did it dig? Given that it's about to be dismantled because it got fucking smerged in mud, uh, it's not doing a lot of digging, that particular So you're not, in, you're not in the MI, you're in the WI. <laughs> for wrecking. You're a, you're a fucking junkyard doll. <laughs> oh, fuck me dead. Oh, how good. Right. Anyway, without further ado, we may as well get into the round 17 games. Let's do um, it. I had, I had a, a, a trip into the footy as a neutral on uh, Sunday to watch the Broncos and Dragons game at uh, Suncorp. Nice. And I'll, t- I'll tell you, for the first time ever, I sat above that lower the lower tier. Yeah. So I was up on the next one beside the scoreboard. Yep. It's fucking the best spot to it's watch not it bad, from. Hey. It's fucking great. A, it's like, you know, this is this is pro- this is a you know, probably tertiary or you know, like this is this is low down the list. Very fucking cheap, only fifteen dollars for a child to oh, go in there. Serious? Yeah, I think it was like thirty five bucks I think for adults and fifteen for kids or some shit. It was like it was, it was pretty fuck. fucking and I think there was like an eighty dollar, you know, two adult, two kid thing, you know, like family pass you could do as well. So I took my nephew. He was up from the the country for so I took him to Big Smoke for his first game at not at first game at Big Stadium, which was the Titans game last year, but um first game at Suncorp. And yeah, you know, he's he's very fucking rugby league crazy. So it was, you know, he wanted to get photos in front of you know, yeah, you know with the Wally yeah. Wanker statue and Darren Lockyer statue and all the rest of that. So um, he was a little bit disappointing. He was wearing a manly jersey, but you know, cheering everything for both sides. I mean, he's he was so pro rugby league. He's he's cheering, doing chants for both sides when something good happened for either side. Like, can I, can I say that that like that makes me happy? As yeah, and again, it, it, I think just being so long ingrained in that bit of fucking rugby league world of fuck every team except mine. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking a world so I know well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, it is so refreshing just for people to be a fan of the game. Yep. 
that's nice. That's fucking Dairy yep. Queen. Yeah, so it was it was great. He had, he had a, a great time, and you know we've got skills, skills to tries. But that position, I tell you, it feels like you when you, if you're up there beside like you're sort of behind well, beside the big scoreboards. Like there's it sort of splits in the scoreboards in between these two sections that I assume mirror each other, and um, it feels like you kind of you kind of tucked in there. Like there's no one behind you because you know, you know there's no one behind you. Yep. There's no one to that side. And like it's it's a, it's great, and because you're sitting fairly central and you're up that little bit high, you're about sitting about the height of the spider cam. You're um, you just can watch everything unfold. Yeah, you can and, see all the yeah, which is yeah, and it's just yeah, I mean, like, Jesus, the amount of fucking three man overlaps on the left that the Broncos blew in the first <laughs> oh, half. Fuck. Jesus Christ! But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it's a great day out. There's more people there than I thought too for a Sunday afternoon. You know, yeah, Sunday, it did seem you know, to be late a Sunday. Crowd. I reckon the biggest benefit of that Does position each... um, that you guys sat in would have been if we had been there uh, for last year's grand final. So that fucking drunk cunt that was like, "Give me a pee," you mean we could have just fucking shoved the cunt <laughs> over the balcony yeah. to an untimely <laughs> yeah. death and done the world a fucking favour. That's about like that. We, we were probably sitting like on that line, except up the up the tier. Yeah, yeah like up one tier. So, so yeah. just the right of the uprights. But yeah, it was great. The, um, the only time I've ever sat up in that section was a state of origin, and we were in a corner. Yeah. And fucking Brett Kamali threw a fucking intercept pass, and I saw <laughs> Matt Bowen run away with all my fucking hopes and dreams. Yeah, right, right, like right, beautifully squared off, and you could just see the whole thing unfold. You could... And you know what? That <laughs> fucking moment, everything that's happened to Brett Kamali since then, none of it's been enough to fucking absolve him. Coaching Tigers, <laughs> right. still not throwing, enough. Yeah, keep, that pass. keep, yeah, keep. You, you, you're gonna need. You got what? How many games left the season, Glenn? You got playing like nine or ten games. Lose all those. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. But uh, yeah, so, nearly. Uh, nearly. I hope that more news comes out of the West Tigers tomorrow, but tomorrow or the next day, because fuck me, do I want to talk about the potential resurrection of Genius on Thursday's episode, Glenny? You and me both, Nathan. You and me both. Grab the lube Thursday. Be there. Because <laughs> uh, let's face it, with the origin and everything, I think you're going to fucking need it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, round 17, the rest of the games. Let's kick it off from Thursday night. The Sharkies 28, defeat the Storm 6 at Points Bet Stadium. And uh, the Sharkies tries, 28 points, tries uh, to uh, a hat-trick to Jesse Ramian. Braley, the Moot, and Sione Katal with tries. Uh, Trindle could not kick to save himself, 2 of 6. Defeating the Storm uh, with a try to Alec McDonald and a conversion to Nick Meany. Not often you see a team completely... Blitzkrieg the Storm, um, regardless of who the Storm might have out at any given time. I think Cronulla, their, their attack was on, and there was some stuff that came yeah. off that, you know, you got to tip your hat to them, but it's probably not going to come off every game. Um, they were they were on fire, but um, I also feel like they controlled the game really well, and on top of that, Melbourne were, again, and this is several times this season we've said it, they, they were off. They were just off. They had players out, and we've spoken at length about the next man up mentality, and and they probably set the standard for that for so long. But there's, yeah. you know, between the the Munster and Smith controversy, you know, with the fucking mysterious white powder, the contract dramas for, and you know, Smith going to the Roosters, and now as close to a slump as what they've ever really been in, um, with some some subpar performances. Um, you know, close together. I yeah. think this is as tough as Melbourne have done in a little while. Well, I'd like to just put it out there that I'm not sure it's a performance issue. You know, across the park for the Storm because mm. you don't just you don't just forget how to rugby league in, over the space of a couple of weeks, or or because a player goes out, mm. unless you're the St George or the Warren Dragons, <laughs> your whole team doesn't turn to shit. But I think it can just be explained as simply as. They have some players in there that have more errors in their game at the one time than they have had for the last, I want to say, 15 years. Mm. They've got some outside backs there at the moment who can get a bit fucking dick fingers. And when that happens, typically you're coming you know, out under some pressure and you're making mistakes in your own end. 
And that's just led to more fatigue in the storm. And so I think it's just the nature of the game that's getting them that if you continually make errors in your own end, coming out of trouble and inviting teams back in over the course of 80 minutes, that takes its toll and you lose football games. Mm. Fair point. There's other things at play there too. Yeah, I think their defence has just been fucking terrible the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, I cannot recall a time when it's been so easy. And just just the time when it's been been so easy to fucking score lots of points on the Storm. Yeah. Like, like usually that's like the bedrock on which they face everything. You know, it's not often they get stripped for numbers, but when they do... The, the scramble and and the recovery is is always there and you yeah whereas Cronulla were getting getting through them stripping them for numbers and and that was it it was a try it was no yeah. no that's no it. real cover no scramble no second yeah. effort and that's what they've sort of that's what the storm are so to to not see it from them it's it's glaring um, where compared to other sides that okay. You, you don't and, expect that level from them. And they, they are in a slump and they are origin affected and, and all of that stuff. The other thing I think they miss at the moment is a leader. You know, and and Hughes is trying his fucking guts out. But this is what, and it it was my prediction after Cam Smith left, right, that, that you had Cam Smith and, and Billy Slater and a, a bunch of the other guys that still play in that team. But they were that Bellamy mentality through and through. Mm. You know, that we are consummate professionals. We look after our diet and our training and our rehab. And ev- mm. like everything we do is for the team. Munster and Smith you know, are not that. They're not that. And it's fucking hard for anybody else to be that and have everyone follow them. Well, when you've had years of the biggest names in the team being exactly that, as you said... Exactly. It's hard for someone that's not like someone like Jerome Hughes, is probably who probably has that in him, but he's not the he's not the biggest in the he's not the biggest dog in the yard, so to speak, at Melbourne. Correct. And that's it. The fact that you know essentially in that team at the moment, it's Munster and really probably Brandon Smith and maybe Harry exactly. Grant, who's not playing big minutes. Yep. They're the guys, you know. I I don't think Harry Grant's close to the guy. I think it's Munster and Smith. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, like, remember, you remember, like, when we saw the Storm the morning after the, what was it, 2018 Grand Final? Yep. Where they beat the Cowboys. And, like, you know, half of the team looked like, yeah, a little bit dusty, like they'd been on the drinks after you would be, like, uh, the the night, yeah. the morning after a Grand Final win. Oh, and then you had the, the morning after a Grand Final win, when you had to get on an aeroplane mm. in a public Yeah, yeah, terminal. so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but so, so you could tell. It was a late night for half the team. Yep. There was a couple of couple of guys that looked like fucking a, a million dollars. Yep. And then you had Cam Munster, who was getting photos with fans and almost dragging him to the ground. He was so was drunk he could barely walk. And yeah. Fox looked really fucked as well. I remember that yeah. one. So that so that party element was there, but under control by you know you like your Cam Smiths and and yeah, yeah and, and then Cooper Cronk before he departed as well. Yeah. Like un, it was it was under control by the seniors at that stage. But then that party element's the senior element now. Mm. Yeah. And that's it. You know, which is when we get these th- the, the things that we saw, you know, at the at the resort after the the season finished last year, mm. and well, you know. again, if like if that's the case, how many of them, like you know, are the entire left edge or left side of the storm hanging around and and practicing defensive calls and practicing defensive shapes and who comes in and who covers. And when do you stay out? Mm. Are, the, are they putting the extras in if the if the team element doesn't call for that? Whereas there were reports that we've all heard previously of if there was a portion of the Storm team that weren't up to it defensively, then the entire team would voluntarily put in extras after training, you know, to, to work on, on whatever it was that they didn't feel that they were up to, led by your Smiths and your Cronks and those guys. Mm. Yeah. So. And look, I would, I would, I wouldn't be too, too concerned, you know, if I was, if I was uh, around the storm, until next week and the week after, if they start, if they keep getting flogged like that, yeah, after, the, after this period of the year where you could excuse them for being a little bit off, a full cohort for two weeks, and if this yeah. keeps happening, then it's fucking panic mode. 
Yep. But, yeah, till then. Uh, Ryan, on Facebook, he said, the Storms look like a shadow of their former self, and I am here for it. There you go. Uh, Kurt, so the storm decline is as disorientated as a 20-year-old borderline Barbie disassociating. Fuck me. That's personally fucking hilarious to me. Um, Ryan, he said, it's finally happened. The storms carried an aura post-cheating that allowed them to continue to sign and retain quality players. That has finally diminished. When once they could bring in Hinchcliffe and Croker, now they bring in Smith and Anderson. With Cheese and likely Munster on the move, Bromwich times true and Kafusi also going, good night storms till you cheat again. Yeah. Uh, ben Dunn said a dick for all your houses. Grover, he said, as a fan, I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why we love you. Fuck. Um, and uh, at geo underscore ute on Twitter said the spray from Bellamy is going to be wetter than the splash zone at SeaWorld. Perhaps he's underdone. Clearly needs longer on the sideline. Yeah, he was fucking far from. I don't know whether it was something he copped last week or whether it was a, a niggle from what he had, but he was fucked. Yeah. Absolutely fucked. Yep. And he was okay the week before at mm. times. Um, anyway, uh, moving on to Friday night where the South Sydney Rabbitohs 40 defeated the Newcastle Knights 28 in Newcastle. The Rabbits 40 came through a hat-trick to Richie Kenner. A uh, double to Cody Walker. Uh, Totola and Polo also were tries. Luttrell, five conversions and a penalty goal. Defeating the Knights 28, tries to Dom Young, Clemmer, Bradman Best, Edric Lee, Mitch Barnett, and Milford for conversions. A lot's been... Well, this sorry, was, you go. Sorry, I, I just want to say before you... This, I would consider this was a fun game. Yeah. It was entertaining. Like, it wasn't... Was it an incredibly incredible, you know, defensive quality game? No, it wasn't. But, I mean, just the ebb and flow and... And the comebacks and 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 the sort of some of the tries score. This was I was thoroughly entertained. Mm. A lot's been said about Latrell coming back to the Rabbitohs and and his level of commitment to the club and um and what it means to have his presence on the field for the whole squad. And I agree with all of it, but no one benefits more from Latrell being on the field, regardless of his level of fitness or his or his involvement in any game, than than Cody Walker. That he just has an effect on Walker. Mitchell has an effect on Walker that you can't really measure. He just that game he looked every bit the player he was everywhere yeah. except. And, the it's, grand and, final it's, a, and it's as simple as it's as simple as him not being the only guy anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but there were... sorry, Glenny, keep going. Even. Uh, we spoke, we spoke about Brett Kamali earlier, but um, even exercised a, a little intercept demon of his own, maybe two, um, <laughs> taking an intercept. But I, I think Newcastle, there's some signs there. You know, they, they've got some work to do defensively. That's that that much is clear. But um, some of their attack, I, I was um, I was surprised to be honest. Clune, uh, Clune's probably warming to the task. If I can. Uh, I know that's not a massive rap, but, you know, I think Milford, uh, we said the other week, he's just getting that little bit better, a little bit better every week. He's not setting the world alight, and he's not getting any headlines, but he's actually been quite impressive um, in patches for, for Newcastle. So, mm. it, Yeah, it, well, we, we spoke about it when Latrell came back. You know, he he's, he's the player... Or, or one of the few in the league who, in a position that's so frequently on the ball or around the ball and so frequently involved, can come back from such a fucking stint and really look like he hasn't missed a beat. Mm. The, the the way he is just naturally... He looks fitter now than what he did before he left. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, the way he just naturally plays the game, like all of his physical ad- attributes just make him absolutely perfect mm. for what he does. Um, and with him there, he, he's also starting to get about him a little bit of that Thurston-esque, um, you know, f- come with me, boys. Mm. And that's going to be a fucking scary realisation to the rest of the competition when when that develops fully. When he really develops into that on-field, 
lead by example guy yeah. because Souths looked to pace quicker, even when he wasn't involved in the plays. Like there was, was it their third try? Where they where they, they ran that good old Souths just big spread out to the left, and all of a sudden they've got a fucking forty five man overlap, mm. and and they they didn't have any depth to begin with, and he's like, how the fuck did that happen? You know, and and there was nothing different from what they've been doing the previous weeks. They're all just running that half pace harder. And there's confusion in the defensive line about who's going to straighten or if they're going to pass. Um, Newcastle, for their part, I, I don't think looked bad. No. Um, you know, fucking Edric's on a fucking great spell. Any. You know, but um, yeah, they, they just didn't have enough firepower and they had too many errors in them. And the defence is just no, the defence isn't good. Was, as much as they fixed, whatever they fixed in their attack, there's still still no defence. What do you think of Clemmer um, towards the end? Look, he's, he's a fucking maniac. <sighs> and and he always brings it, like he played, he had a good game. Yeah. He's been playing well. But then when he gets this, when, when they're, they're losing the game, like in the, the results fairly much not in question. Yeah. And it gets down to the last couple of minutes, he just starts acting like a fucking maniac cunt. Mm. And... Look, I what why what he did obviously wasn't worth a send off. However, I do think that the referee looked up and saw that there was like under a minute left in the game, and that was the third incident where every like a tackle had blown up and every, it was all in pushing and handbags because Clem was obviously the centre of it, you know, and he was sort of trying, you know, making making goo goo faces at you know Kalamatangi or whatever, and and so I think the referee said, listen. In the interest of not having a fucking all-in brawl here on the fourth time these cunts come together in ten yeah. seconds' time, Go I'm going to remove the problem. A get the problem off the field so they're not he's not there to shake hands afterwards, and so nothing yeah. can happen. B penalty Souths, which then C allows Latrell to waste the rest of the time on the clock lining up a goal yeah. to end this fucking game without the two sides. Everyone coming together. cools down. Mm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's but all. I even, th- that's all I think it was. Even dumb shit. Like what game was it? Was it the Manly game or something where there was a like a spear tackle and everyone's just sort of paused? The the Tigers Manly game where Naden fucking yeah, spear yeah, tackled yeah, someone. Yeah, right? yeah, it was, yeah spear tackled right? Jakey. Yeah, and and Naden's fucking all over apologising and making sure he's okay, and everyone was just fucking chill. Right? Yeah. Yep. Players didn't come together. Manly players didn't check on Jakey. Yep. He's standing up. Fucking let's get on with life. And it yep. was last week in the Knights game. The same thing. There was a Knights player. And it wasn't a, a terrible spear tackle. But Clem is doing the old fucking, oh, fucking end you, and he's in fucking... Mm. He's stalking behind the line, fucking yeah. giving it the, you know, the but slit throats. But is he really the, now? Look, there was a time in his career where he legitimately intimidated other players. He's, he's reached a point in his career where he's essentially the drunk at the bar telling everyone that he could have been a contender. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he could still be intimidating everything, but he only seems to do it at the end of the game that they're losing yeah, with like a couple nothing, of minutes left on the clock. That when, when it means mentality. nothing, he's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the way you intimidate someone is to put them on their ass, fucking over and mm. over and over, and be on them every single fucking tackle every time they touch ball. James anyway. James Fisher Harris, right? That motherfucker yeah. in the middle is intimidating, and he says mm. "fuck all." No. Nah. Yep. He just executes well, he doesn't have people. To. Have you looked in the cunt's eyes? <laughs> like, seriously, he's dead inside. <laughs> like if, if if I won a competition to like hang out with Fisher Harris for the day, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He might look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, Joshua! He said the Knights' defence looking like Bradman Best's name, stupid and fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Josh. Joshua. Oh, Josh. 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 That's fucking outstanding. You can be a listener of the week for that. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Richard. Latrell Mitchell is one hell of a player. He makes everyone around him instantly better, not only because he draws in attention, but through the confidence he gives the teammates. Souths were in danger last night, and he dragged them out of it. Newcastle need Dom Young to be able to pass to Dom Young. He's something else. The dreadlocked Ben Hunt. Jesus. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, and see here's the counterpoint to that Isaac who uh, was at the game from his comment he said defence was horrible heard people in the crowd reminding Dom Young to mark his man if any Jerry in the stands can see your defensive weaknesses so can the opposition that's it word 
Okay, moving along to Saturday night and Parramatta Eels, 28. The Feed the West Tigers, 20, which is no, not a real reflection of the, of the game, let's be real, at Leichhardt Oval. And um, the Eels, 28, tries to Regan Campbell-Glard, Mitchell Moses, Micah Sivo, Reed Marnie and Isaiah Papali'i, Moses, four conversions, defeating the Tigers, 20, with tries to New Brown, Dane Laurie, and a double. The epitome of junk time double. In fact, one was so junk it wasn't even a fucking try. David Nofaluma and uh, Dewey two conversions. You got a history of trying to take David Nofaluma's tries off him, Nathan. It started very fucking. Very I tell you, early my vendetta against and you've been doing it ever since. My vendetta against against the the bunker and the fact that they have all the time in the world to make their decisions and still fuck them up. Yeah. This week. It was the fucking second try from Nofaluma, which was so that was it was funny. fucking bad, hey. It was like it's there's no justification for that thing coming back green, none. Yet they somehow find a fucking way, and it could only or, be pity about, and the margin being too big for or, them to overcome. Fucking Dairy Queen, maybe they listen to the show, and shortly before they hit that green button, they're like, "Oh, this will get these cunts talking about junk time tries." Fucking green, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope that 30 seconds of content was worth it, you cheats. What's <laughs> up, Brandon Smith? Can't fucking sit with us. I got, I got, I got you, homie. You bastards. Glennie, <laughs> <laughs> oh. explain yourself. Well, it was fuck all for me to explain. I just fucking showed up and watched it like I do every week. And You are what we call the avatar for the West Tigers <laughs> in that seat. <laughs> explain your, explain and, yourself, and the, West Tigers. Not the cool avatar, Aang, the shit avatar from yeah. the fucking boat cunt. Yeah, you fucking, instead of blue cats, it's orange cats. <laughs> Pack of orange cats riding around on fucking dragons. Listen. I don't know that I fit the avatar. If you painted me blue, I'd be fucking get, get less avatar and more diabetes to... smurf. <laughs> Actually, I do remember a photo of you with a fucking white arrow painted on your bald dome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Get to it, get to it, boys. <laughs> you heard that, people? Get to it. <laughs> get him on upper as well. <laughs> <laughs> You need to do upper as that little fucker, that black cat that was bolting down the sidelines of the Panthers that year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking yip, yip, Glenny. Right, eh? I, don't, I feel which, like we've talked Glennie, enough which, about this game. Let's move on to the next one. Which which one of your kids should be upper? I don't know who upper is, mate. You tell me. Oh. You know about the Why children. are you laughing about the arrow on your forehead then? Sorry? I, I honestly... You were laughing because, like you got the reference. No, because I remembered the time that I did legitimately have shit painted on my head. That's what I'm talking head. about. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell me which do, one of my kids is Do you think I just upper? say random shit and it just coincidentally... I just... I like try similar not, things have happened to I you. I try not to pay attention to most of the shit that comes out of your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, better, it's better for my mental health. <laughs> Alrighty, the Broncos, 32. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck yeah. Tigers shot out to a surprising twelve nil lead. They did to the surprise of absolutely. And the eels no. looked like they were the eels. They looked like the eels who were the the, the ones that were up up for a bottle job. Well, yeah. let's be fair. In the end, Power got the result that everyone expected. That they're still a long way from a real top four side or, or premiership contender. Based on that performance, I, I was not impressed. I'm not sure a lifetime contract for Mitchell Moses. Yeah. Is the, is, is the way to achieve well, your hopes and dreams the, of people who've been deprived of the most Parramatta response ever to that game. 30 odd years. Seriously, though, in, in the spirit of Dairy Queen, if you go through the league, right, let, let's say Mitch Moses was your seven, right? Go through the league and tick off who you'd trade for him. Like you'd trade Cleary for him in a fucking heartbeat, um, you'd trade Hughes, you'd probably trade. Um, Who's all sevens? Daly, Ben Hunt, no. fucking um, for, oh, absolutely no, fucking for their money. Are you trading what Moses? Let's say Moses is on seven hundred. Let's say he's fucking on more than that. Is he? Because he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Okay. Cool. And if he go and if he reups for a lifetime, they'll fucking crank that even more with the with you know inflation. Okay. So let's so let's say Cleary, Hughes, Cherry, Jacko. Well, look at Ben Hunt and Origin, though. You put no, fuck off, Jacko. Jesus Christ. 
Fuck, yeah, I thought you were going Ben Hunt, ben Hunt is better than Mitchell too. Moses. That's all yep, I'm saying. You probably would. He doesn't have the goal kicking, and like Mitchell Moses does have some fucking clutch accurate goal kicking in his yeah, he does. in his favour. However, he does. No, he but, also uh, just as a, a pure he, seven. Steamrolling and getting fucking run over in defence and shit like that, and yeah. also bottling. Like while he does have a clutch sideline conversion in him, he also has a clutch just poor option on the fifth tackle when a try is required or a repeat set's required, and that as well, you know. Yeah. That's so it. yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we're taking the focus away from the real issue here, and it's the West Tigers. I feel like we're running out of time to talk about this game, so let's move on to the next one. Look, like I said, Parramatta were expected to win, and they won. End of fucking story. I was impressed with uh, Fanua Pole, as they like to pronounce it, um, and the young fella, Matamua, who um, unfortunately decided that to bring back the shoulder charge at an inopportune time. And, uh, yes. And, um, <laughs> look, if you haven't wanted to shoulder charge Mitchell Moses after he's kicked a ball, you're fucking not living. Um, I think Stefano showed some glimpses of the form. He's, he's been off this year. He's, been, he's had some issues with injury as well, but um, he's been coming off the bench. This is this is his best performance of the season um, for, for the Tigers. But I thought there were enough signs there to show that they're having a dig through the middle and defensively. I think they got caught out. Parramatta's got some quality players and they stripped them for numbers, but... Um, I don't think Parramatta, you know, on paper, Parramatta's easily a, you know, three more tries than, than what they got on the Tigers. So, Yeah, Par- Parramatta 100% should have won that game, and they should have won it more convincingly. Um, was it was it three of their tries that Luke Brooks was, like, directly involved in? Well, he had, he had ran an up, air swing. Ran, ran over him or through him. Or he missed yeah, that was that air, that air swing was on the was that was the first Moses one. Moses palmed him off on his individual one. And that yep. that was fucking brutal. Like, how the fuck do you make Mitch Moses look like Greg Inglis? That's Especially a, after a week of media where people are talking about you know about Brooksy Stain and the others go and yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah unhappy unhappy for Brooksy he may get that dropping that he so richly desires. Oh, I think he still um, he still had his share of of positive moments in the game. I just think, look Jay setting up setting up an offer for a junk time try. No, the, but even even earlier in the game, they ran a hell of a lot of traffic at him, and he and he stood he stood up to the vast majority. Oh, you're gonna say you're gonna say stood tall, and then you fucking thought <laughs> rethought what you were saying. <laughs> I fucking give these cunts more ammunition. Um, look, at the end of the day, I've said it before: the the best thing for Luke Brooks to do would be to ply his trade at, at another club. I think he could be, especially if he went to England. Man of Steel. Yeah. And and I think... For a good club, if you went to a good club. Yeah. But he could do a couple of years over there and come back, and I think he's a completely different player. Just to get the fuck away from, from the, the media here. Your fan base. Well, yeah, there's that, but also the media as well. The other thing yeah. is to taste some success. Like, can you imagine what it's like to... Well, Glenn, like, imagine being you. I saw Glenn's eyes sort of shift but, to that. You know, when, you know, I saw his eyes shift no. to the recall position, and he was, while you were saying that, he was thinking of some success to interject with and came up <laughs> with you. You know what I got to come up with? His debut. That was it. But what I was going to suggest is, imagine, like, being you in the fucking alternate Bizarro universe where you're not fucking kicking goals and, you know, rebuilding diggers and fucking being a linchpin of the MI. Somewhere, somewhere out there, there's a Glennie that never took the leaps you did in the fucking multiverse. True, there is. That guy's a cunt. But... (laughs) Well, no, that's the one common thread that ties them all together. (laughs) They're all cunts. (laughs) 
<laughs> or there's like one one super bizarre universe where Glennie's all Dairy Queen and he's a Hare Krishna and he's fucking <laughs> he lives in Malaysia <laughs> and holidays in Turkey because they're my new fucking targets <laughs> um, but like seriously like your entire career is every, a failure every step of the yeah, fucking it, way <laughs> Honestly, every bit of media about you has been negative. Yeah. You know, it, oh, he's got to be. got to fucking well, The fact it started mm. with, he'd come up and he was, there was a lot of hype around him. He got put into first grade, killed at his first game, was called the next fucking Andrew Johns, which he didn't call himself that. No. You know, and just the whole trajectory from there has, you know, the media's fucked him. The club hasn't done him any favours. The fan base have fucking eaten him alive. His fucking manager. Yeah. The, the guy that managed fucking him and used him as a fucking negotiating tool and then fucked off with all his mates. Mm. No one has ever done right by this poor fuck. Mm. You know, it's... Yeah. I'd, and... you, got, you got me all turned around here. I'm team Brooksy. <laughs> Sorry? I'm team Brooksy. <laughs> Yeah, you got me all turned around. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh, you know, it's... Like, you know, I I felt bad for Syria. I wasn't booking a holiday then. <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh, Slava Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> but can I tell you, you know what I did notice? So. How fucking quickly... Has Robbie Farah migrated from running the fucking water bottles to donning the fucking suit and tie, sitting in that fucking coach's box? Yeah. Right next to fucking Kamali. You know? Oh no, nah, I'm a fucking I'm a I'm just want to be there with the players. I'm I'm there for the players. I love being out there on the field and running the water for them. The fucking minute that old mate Madge is gone and he does that fucking thing where he doesn't do the top button up and thinks no one will notice. Looks like a fucking homeless cunt, Justin Pascoe clone. But, uh, look, yes. the thing, the, the, yeah, look, the, the, I mean, this is how white ants go. I mean, they started the periphery, don't they? Where yeah. they can, wherever they can get a nibble, and eventually they move to the structural parts of the of the, of the building. And, uh, <laughs> and, and and Robbie's just doing doing what a white ant does. <laughs> but like, he hasn't even tried to not make it obvious. You know, fuck me. The, the uh, real, Brendan. sorry, the real story there no, go. is, fuck happened to Simon Dwyer. Well, fuck, who knows? Maybe, maybe oh, he was stalled. No one's, no one's heard of, no one's heard a peep out of him. <laughs> no. Same as ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including, <laughs> including the people that continue to sit next to him. <laughs> Fucking black noir. <laughs> uh, Brendan, he said, was the late hit or non-tackle on Moses worthy of a sin bin only... Uh, or only just a penalty, if it was a penalty at all. It was definitely a penalty. Yeah, and and the and the late the late hit stuff has been is is you know they're starting Especially to see that on shit, a but, seven. Yeah, they're starting to they're starting to see yeah. that stuff a lot more as well. Um, it's almost becoming one of those things where you can kind of count on it if you hit them in the right way with the right mm. level of lateness and severity. Yeah, it, was, it was a fucking shoulder charge, but regardless. Yeah. Yeah, you don't normally. Yeah, did did he? Did he even? Did he? He didn't. He didn't try. He didn't try and wrap it all, did he? Not not even. He he was straight in. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. He didn't hit the head. Normally, the only reason he's sent off for a shoulder charge is if the shoulder makes contact with the head. However, there's two. Like, so they've made it very clear now with the rules that if there are, if they tick two boxes, late, it's either late or high or impactful. So if you put enough force into it, don't try to pull out, or you make contact at all with the head, or it's deemed to be late, any two of those three is now a send-off. Sinbin. Ah, Sinbin, sorry. Yeah, I should get fucking sent off. Um, (laughs) Joe said, remember when Brooks said he will have to do what's best for him and not the club during his next contract? It'll be interesting to see what McDonald's offers him. (laughs) Uh, Ryan. Fuck, we've got a lot of Ryans. Get a fucking stool at the drive-thru. Fucking... Ryan's everywhere in our Facebook group. Uh, Ryan said, great second half from Moses after he struggled to take control in the first half. Uh, Then a different Ryan 
So the Tigers went down harder than a Japanese politician giving a speech. And uh, Jay Bartley, 90, on Twitter. He said, two disallowed tries early. We were still able to fight back to lead by halftime and withstand a late Tigers fight back. Not a performance I'll yell from the rooftops about, but a very welcome two points regardless. I think that sums it up pretty well. Way to make that win sound heroic (laughs) (laughs) against quality opposition. (laughs) Right. um, The final game of the round, the uh, Broncos 32 defeated the Dragons 18, Suncorp. And the Broncos 32 came through a double to Katoni Staggs, a double to Deloise Hoyter. New and Mam with tries, Reynolds four conversions, the Dragons 18 uh, threw a double to Cody Ramsey, a try to Moses Suley, and three conversions to Zach Lomax. Why don't you start on this one as the the resident Dragons well, fan okay. for the week? Well, but yeah, based well, well, no, I was, I was, yeah, essentially it was more the, the Broncos winning put Manly into the eight. So, so I don't, I don't think you're entirely true, correct there with what you're saying. But um, but although although I'd actually hadn't looked at the table before the game either, so I was just there just as a, a neutral trying to enjoy some rugby league and uh, not catch the coronavirus while doing so. Um, Jury's out in the second one. I feel all right at the moment, though. Uh, let's see where this is at the end of the week. Um, look, I thought the Dragons actually like I expected them without Ben Hunt to absolutely be be rolled from minute one of the game, but they came out pretty tough and they were they were hitting hard. And I'm not talking about the illegal stuff either. They were, some of the fucking contact in defence out wide from the Dragons was fuck it. Like you could you could hear it up in the up in the the rafters and. Um, and they were hurting the Broncos. I mean, you know, then, then, then Sims decided to to take that shit to the next level. And it, it was clear that they that it was a plan from the Dragons early on to test the the match readiness of Adam Reynolds and how much, you know, how how really where his ribs are at and if he was you know still injured at all because of the way they saw him kind of capitulate meekly yeah. the week before or the game before. And um. And you know, to to Reynolds' credit, I mean, he he ate it all up and and played pretty well. I mean, he certainly got rid of the ball a lot faster than <laughs> he got good at getting rid of the ball quickly as well. But you know, it was I mean, and the Dragons were obviously hobbled by the the the, sin, the dual sin binnings to to the sim the sim bin, and um, <laughs> and uh, that's really but the, but having said that. Having said that, they actually the Dragons kind of they they dug in defensively though, and the Broncos didn't really yield a, a fuck ton of points out of those those um, periods where they had a man advantage. No, they didn't. And and attacking down their left, um, the amount of times that they had two three man overlaps, and just didn't give it. That sideline despair, and they just didn't give it. And you, and they just tried to yes, the, the player the player who was three in or four in just decided oh well we've got him shot I'm just going to fucking step in and you know get straight through and score a try or something no and the Dragons did a great job of shutting it down I mean in the first half the Broncos had a bit of trouble figuring out Moses Suley and they I mean letting him just fucking crash over them like a tank and he got a try that way but as the match wore on and towards the end of the first half and then in the second half. The Broncos made so many breaks down there just through Katoni Staggs, realizing that he had speed and footwork, both of which are things that Moses Suley is not blessed with, and it was really easy to get on the outside of him, and you know, and and then the points kind of flew uh, from there, and um, and yeah, Cody Ramsey, so like again, the resurrection of his career after having you know after not looking great last year. When he was uh, debuting, when he was playing on the wing, he's uh, pretty good and fucking fast too. That oh. first try he scored was fucking fast. Yeah, to, get, yeah, to, were, to just plays, blast through yeah. in a straight line and just race everyone to the corner. There were defensive players that had, legit had to hop on him as he broke through and still didn't. Yeah, still didn't yeah. make yeah, any look, any gain at all. I mean, that was he was running away from, away from us when he scored that try. But fuck, it looked impressive. Mm. The hole that opened up too. Like I, was, I thought, was, was there a was there a fucking obstruction in there or something? Because like the the hole that he got through, and um, yeah, no, it was impressive. And um, and look, overall, it was probably it was probably the, the, that first half was the best we've seen of Moses Suli for quite some time as well. But yeah, I mean, he he doesn't have the speed or the lateral movement to to go with someone like you know Katoni Stags when he's on. Yeah, and true. eventually he figured that he figured that out right at the end that the try at the end of the first half and then kept going from there. What do you reckon, Glennie? 
I think the Dragons needed to step up as a team to cover the absence of Ben Hunt, and they got part of the way there. Um, and they had a few individual moments um, to keep themselves in the contest, you know, probably for, for 40 minutes or so. But um, I think the Broncos... Reynolds isn't 100%, but he... he um, he stuck it out, and and I think you know his teammates benefit from him being on the park and directing him around. Um, I think Sims, as you said, Nate, spending a, a quarter of the fucking game in the sing bin. It's the, the dragons just aren't that team that can sustain that and and win. Um, and yeah. I think that ultimately um, put an end to their chances for the game. And, and for the Broncos, I think um, Stags. They identified, you know, that he there was a mismatch there um, when he had the ball in his hands, and they and they kept going to him. Um, the, you don't see enough of that from him, you know, for a guy that's got such big raps and and is clearly um, a talented player. Um, he yeah. he's he's got a touch. I'll call it the James Roberts about him, where he doesn't go looking for the ball enough, and and if it's not. But also, how often is he? How how often yeah. is he given a matchup with the turning circle? No, of, of course, Mary? yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's. I mean, you know, Moses Suli isn't the, the only guy in the league that Katoni Staggs is going to favour his chances. You know, fancy his chances against. You know, um, I think he, he they, they whether it's the team as a whole or he he's not guilty of demanding the ball. Um, maybe that's part of his development. He's still young, um, and Ezra Mam. Um, is there, you know, he's essentially the epitome of a player taking his opportunity in the NRL with both hands. Um, yep. Just wasn't wasn't even wasn't on the radar. Not even yeah. prior to the season. wasn't on the radar when they were when they were letting Dearden go and and all the makeshifts that they tried to run in there in the six. Mm. And then he's come in there and he's absolutely seized it and he's and he's not going anywhere now. Yeah, that's it exactly. Oh, the other thing as well, there's Jaden Sullivan. Speaking of young guys not taking their opportunities. He was okay, but in the second half, the Dragons were running towards us, and he was playing on the side of the field right, right in front of where we were sitting. And the amount of fucking times that he just he tried to step inside, and it was the last tackle, and he just died with the ball, and yeah, just create like it happened like two sets in a row, or at least two, and and it was like ten meters out when they're on the attack. I mean, they could have had a kick put through, try and force the repeat set. It was the Dragons fans are fucking loving it. That's that's the oh, look, the, the Dragons night was summed up by poor fifth tackle options. Yep. You know, then, and that's where they missed Hunt. So if you take a step back, objectively, if I'm a Dragons fan, I'm like, okay, well, our, our, our performance w- without clearly our best fucking player and the person that has dragged us to most of the wins we've had this year, without him, we, we stood up for the majority of the game. Yeah. We've got two fucking very young makeshift halves in there and they had some very poor fifth tackle options. So I'm probably not too upset with that game overall but you're right Nate every opportunity where they could have put some pressure on the Broncos and there was that period there after Reynolds got whacked a couple of times yeah like he came good and had a, a good game overall but after he got whacked a couple of times he was he was off and you know in, in his credit I think that's a testament to him coming back from that and not going full fucking Jamie Soward yeah but but the, the Dragons, every time they could have built some pressure, they either kicked it dead yep. and let Brisbane out with seven tackles or just took ridiculous runs on the last and died you know, eight metres out when there was nothing on. So. Yep. Now, there was a Dragons fan sitting uh, row behind us um, and just to the right. And he at those points when Jaden Sullivan was dying with the ball, he said... <laughs> Without any fucking tinge of irony in his voice, is I never thought I'd say that we'd that, that we'd miss Ben Hunt. Jesus! And I almost turned around and said, "Can't have you fucking watched any of your fucking games this year?" <laughs> I mean, like honestly. And then, literally within two sets, he started bemoaning the fact that the Dragons were a one-man team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love he it. He also left. He also left the tray with three beers. Because he decided to leave before the final hooter, and they hadn't drunk all their beers, and so instead of trying to power chug them or whatever, they just left three full beers there too. Which I mean, you know, if if you know Dragons fans like Glennie does, like Cunts. it's not a surprise. Can't a lot of them. 
and Ugh. you know clearly can't handle their fucking beer or, or are afraid to handle their beer. And I've seen, look, I saw a fucking drunk Dragons fan driving past my work today who fucking wanted to wind his window down and shout a bunch of bullshit in a fucking as he's driving past in the traffic outside my fucking place of business. Um, yeah. That guy. How he's cashy anyway. He's a piece of shit, as he's always been. <laughs> um, Lovely. So, yeah, fuck the Dragons and fuck their fans. Uh, John said, seriously, why do the Dragons keep doing stupid shit when they have momentum? Three stupid penalties equals three soft tries. Certainly did. Uh, Liam said, no Ben Hunt equals no Dragons. Go the baby Broncos. Yeah, enjoy that one. And Jason he said, really brave effort from a dragon side, missing 95% of their team. <laughs> uh, and Mitch, he said, couple of the baby Broncos giving solid performances. Hoyter, our wise on fire. Hoskins having a good performance. Then he goes on about something exciting about the Broncos playing at Suncorp for another 12 years, which I don't really fucking... Oh, yeah, okay. So what? Yeah, so, so I, I said that in the, um, in the, the, the Patreon um, members, members group. Yeah. They came out at halftime, Donahue and and uh, and Iken with the the, you know, the MC or whatever, and he says, like, "I've got I've got Dave Donahue and and uh, Ben Iken with me. We've got a, we've got a, an exciting announcement." And I thought they were going to like drop Reese Walsh on them or something, you know, like yeah. so like an actual an actual exciting announcement while you had like you know twenty nine thousand people there in attendance. And then Donahue goes, he gets the he gets the mic. He said, "Yeah, I'm very proud to say that uh, we have signed a twelve year extension." To keep the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium. Was that in doubt? Where the fuck else were they going to fucking play? Are they going to play at the Gabba? Or go back to QE2 or something like that? Jesus. There's, there's nowhere fucking... Of course they're not fucking going like, oh, here. <laughs> uh, and so, fellas, with, with, that in, with that in mind, I've got, a, I've got an exciting announcement for you tonight. You're a cunt. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is a day that ends in Y. <laughs> 30,000 people. Oh, <laughs> rally towers. They keep, they, 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 keep, they keep hammering that song that they use as the, the theme song of um, the league. Oh, the bro- every, every, every breaking play. And they're going like this. Fucking shit. Like, oh, just I, repugnant. I don't know why. <laughs> They've made their actions looking like somebody's a fucking orchard worker in the dick plantation. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, if someone with any Photoshop skills got a hold of the crowd vision, oh, because oh, it, it, it would even exist too. Because like they, they, people do that, you know, with the intention of getting on, on the camera, like the camera's yeah. around to, to pick them out yeah. as they as they have the like, breaking play. Did you see yeah. the one they did of Trump? Like, because that's how Trump dances. How Broncos right. fans dance to that song is how Donald <laughs> Trump dances on stage to Kid Rock or whatever the fuck it was. And someone yeah. did one. Counting crows. But someone did motherfucker. <laughs> He's a Republican. Did you know? Mr. Like staunchly Trump fucking Republican. And me. Yeah. <laughs> like Mr. Jones is actually the fetus of rape. Oh. And he's, and he's talking about how it's always with him. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. No wonder they're number one in Toowoomba. I cannot. You know how some fucking, like that fucking Kate Bush songs come back in the charts now because of Stranger yeah, Things? Yeah, because Stranger Things, yeah. Yeah. That comes up in Toowoomba anytime someone mentions abortion. It's number oh. one on Toowoomba charts. <laughs> you said some fucking... Absolute rubbish <laughs> on this show and to my face, and of all of it combined, that is by far the worst. Hey, I'm as shocked as his political preferences as you are. <sighs> yeah, usually, usually the usually the dirty hippies with dreadlocks vote green. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Glenny, did you need did you need it this week? Did no, you need, no. did you need this? No, I never need this. Never. Last week was fucking great. Really enjoyed fucking a bit of time with the boys. This week, go fuck yourselves. 
Oh, well. well, we're back on track. <laughs> Situation normal. <laughs> All right. Um, so on that, that is that is the games. Um, but we do need to look ahead, uh, fellas, because we have the State of Origin coming up in uh, two short nights. The decider, the big one. Now, the decider. We've got we've got the coronavirus playing its role, knocking out Munster and um, who's the other guy? Tolangi. We had uh, the coronavirus strike in New South Wales knocking out people who weren't going to play anyway. You got Felice Cafusi with family issues. Yeah, it's a bit sad. It's all fucking. Ha- it's all happening now. Um, the sides for New South Wales, much the same as the victorious lineup from Game Two. Queensland obviously have to make some changes. And um, I don't think we know. We don't actually know yet how those side, how the Queensland side is going to line up with the with with Thomas Dearden being brought in. Is Ben Hunt going to play in the halves with Daly? Are they going to bring Dearden in? So is Munster officially out? Will not. Be I us. believe he. Yeah, he he. It was what he was rat, ratted on Saturday, was it? And I think in his PCR that day or the next day. So he's officially out, and and, and so so is uh, Talangi. And so that brings Corey Oates in on the wing, and uh, he he's he's been having a good season. Who again? Like just for for that position, it's not a fucking bad swap. No, exactly. I, no, like a, a lot of shit I don't get in rugby league. The Corey Oates hate, I don't get it at all. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm not seeing little nuances that the Broncos fans see because you know maybe they're watching because um, you don't give a fuck. Like, you know, like more, more closely or, mm. or whatever. But I don't get the fucking Corey Oates If nothing else, I, the guy clearly fucking gives 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, look, as a Tigers fan, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> look like you want to be out there. <laughs> it's a start. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um... Yeah, again, the, the difference between between Munster and whoever they put in the halves, it's not you know worlds apart. They're all they're all fucking rep players, but it's enough. Yeah, it's it's plenty. You know, and especially when you look at Queensland in game two, and the fact that Munster single handedly pulled them into that contest and kept them there mm. and made sure they won. Game one. That that's what I well, guess. Yeah, right, game game, game, game two um, he did two fifths of fuck all. Yeah, that's like it. he's going to do in game three. <laughs> yeah, so like Queensland aren't going to win this one on on the merit of being better players or having a better side. They need to win it on effort, and that being the case, he's a fucking massive out. Mm. Yeah, and now and really, I mean, New South Wales. Like, let, let's face it, Jacob Zaifidi swapped for for Payne Haas. Now there's a fucking worlds apart disparity. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of in terms of contribution quality. Yes. Um, might I, mean, I also whilst suggest... I'm sure Jake will do everything and save the day, but sorry, go ahead. I was going to suggest. Um, look, I know that in life everybody has their struggles, um, but if anyone um, from New South Wales uh, is experiencing any sort of uh, erectile dysfunction at the moment. I strongly advise you to go into Queensland supporting Facebook groups and troll <laughs> through the fucking comments of the announcement that Munster's been ruled out with COVID. Um, be very careful. I'd only go half a dozen comments per day because it'll like flip the fucking needle on your spectrum and you'll go from erectile dysfunction straight to just like premature ejaculation at, at a strong breeze. Or pri- or like priapism, oh. and and you have to go to the hospital to get them to fucking deflate your fucking tires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or for those for those not close to a hospital, you'll be leeching your own dick. So, <laughs> um, I I was told by a mate to go and have a look at it the other day, and I went and had a look, and there are seriously people on there, like without a hint of fucking irony suggesting that the game should be postponed for two weeks because it's not like that. Or, or how, wow. or how this, it, the series should just be called a draw 
Um, now, fine, fine. The, then the winners retain the trophy. And, and that's fine. It, when, when someone then points out that the no, they fucking don't. Oh, <laughs> no, they they did when you were fucking winning your streak. You say, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I, uh, I tell you, and people will say, oh, you know, if, with these players out, you know, due to COVID and everything, you know, it'd be like an asterisk on the result, or you don't want to win it. You don't want to win it that way. Actually, motherfucker, you do. You say New South Wales doesn't get Origin. Oh, we get it. We'll fucking we'll take it any way yeah. we get it. We'll win that motherfucker, That's and it. then we will we'll add it to the streak, um, and because, we'll keep doing it. Because a player being out, like what the fuck? Oh, it's fucking great, Glenny. Even you'd get some laughs out of this one. Oh, fucking painful just listening to you talk about it. I think it's you know, obviously, Munster is is. Fucking a massive, massive out just by his presence on the field. And I think the impact that he he has as an individual, um, when he has the ball in his hands, uh, the impact that he has on New South Wales from their defensive standpoint and perspective. Can I just, unless unless Nathan Cleary charges down his kick in the first fucking set and he just goes missing for the rest of the eighty minutes. <laughs> There is that. <laughs> but I guess we'll fucking never know because the cunt's not playing. Um, and then also, from his teammates' perspective, because he, he is that guy that can create something out of nothing, but it'll be interesting to see which way they go, whether they play Hunt at six um, or throw throw Deedon in straight from the, from the kickoff. Um, either way, as you say, I think... On paper, and 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 certainly in game two, New South Wales were by far um, the better and, and more cohesive side. And there's just so much fucking talent. Um, I don't think Queensland can can stand and trade, so to speak, with them. Um, they need to they need to drag it into a, a scrappier type contest and let guys like Capewell. Um, and you know, let them toil away and and have those effort plays, as you said, Jay. I think that's Queensland's best chance of winning. It's not going. They're not going to win chance, a fucking. Your best shootout. chance of winning is Capewell playing in the centres and Gutho getting a surprise selection <laughs> opposite him. COVID ripping through the side and requiring the the selection of Gutho and Mitchell Moses. That's it. If I'm, if also, I'm Billy Slater. Well, I'm fucking having every New South Wales player wake up at two in the morning with Cam Munster leaning over them going, <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit creepy. <laughs> you take it. And on that note... New South Wales by 50. New South Wales by, what was it, 44 to 12 last time? So New yeah, South look, Wales by a girdler. Look, there's the... Um, oh, look, if it, if it ends up that way... I will stop watching rugby league because I will have achieved the ultimate form of completion. If Jakey does a fucking hand grenade, holy fuck! I'll turn inside out. <laughs> I will come so hard. So um, yeah. Like on one hand, do that, Jakey, but on the other hand, don't do that. Like I just, I just don't know what the ramifications would be medically. I mean, if something like that happened, but uh, but, yeah, but New South Wales. Well, look, you know. The, a better win coming up this time for New South Wales. However, it's at Suncorp, so let's deduct that. And if my NRL math works correctly, New South Wales by 28 points. There you go. You heard it here first. Glennie, how much is Queensland going to win by? What are you going to delude yourself with, mate? Eight points. Eight points. They can't win a shootout, so it's got to be a tight contest. Right. They're going to stop New South Wales scoring all those points, aren't they? All right. Cool. Motherfucker, you we'll asked. See. I gave you an answer. Shut the fuck we'll up. See. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and now, and now, I am, now I am mocking. Is, I'm mocking your this answer is the now. Opposite of shutting the fuck up. <laughs> you know, you know, DCE's in the side, yeah, and we'll be defending on the line. Don't have a problem with Cherry's defence, mate. Do not have a problem with it. I'll tell you, that's well, probably what. That's the one probably argument that that, that you'd have against having Dearden in there from the start because, like, he's a good, he's like a good young player, right? Yeah. However. Game three, origin decider, with people like Appy just fucking sending cuts yeah. down his throat in the fucking yeah. early brutal exchanges. Yeah, and especially if New South Wales have like some good ball sets where they can just send dudes straight down his throat 10 metres out. You, it's hard to... You, there's nowhere to hide, yeah. you know, for a youngster. So I think maybe just for the sake fucking of stabilising the team... Get in there. Have a go. Jeez. That would be a good test of Slater's um, nous, I guess. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, we know Freddie's got none. I mean, his now is basically good timing and luck. Yeah. New South Wales are winning <laughs> in spite of Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but on that note, that is full time for episode 477. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you'd like to support the show, feel free to consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Um, merch, additional episodes and more. And uh, fellas, do you have anything else that you would like to add before we wrap this one up? Fuck you, um, Nathan. The, t- the time has gone off. Uh, just to remind people, if you, especially new listeners, want to contribute to the show each week with your game comments after the end, uh, the best way and easiest way to do that is to become a part of our Facebook group. Don't just search This Week in League on Facebook. Go to Facebook Groups and search Twill Nation, one word. It's a private group. Request uh, to be let in, and that way each week you can post in the game threads, and if it's not a fucking piece of shit comment, you get read out after the game. Or if it is a piece of shit comment and your name is Grover, we'll read it out. Fucking stop it. How many other people do you know that would get trolled for being a fucking Sharks fan and then take the piss out of himself in a comment? Grover's good people. Grover's yeah, Glenn. good people. <laughs> oh, fucking wow. <laughs> 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 oh, I know, fellas. I will talk to you on Thursday. Slater. See ya. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.